This is the beat y'all of the year. Yo, man, there's a lot of brothers out there flaking and perpetrating, but scared to kick reality. Yo, yo, man, there's a lot of brothers out there flaking and perpetrating, but scared to kick reality. Get the gas up. Get the get the get get the get the get the get get the get get the get the get the get get the get the get the get the get the get the get get the 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 get get the get the get get the get This little sounds like dog shit. I, I, don't, I don't get it. This is the, the cheapest mic you can possibly have. But yeah, well, Chris Little had it still sounds $120 Bluetooth yeah. headphones for my Galaxy <laughs> S23. Or still just a cricket like phone that he just happens to be on a month-to-month plan with. <laughs> <laughs> it's the cricket phone that came with the cricket headphones. <laughs> That's so mean. This poor guy can't even defend himself. He's just over here getting roasted. Bro, he's not, it's not even, wouldn't have service anyways. It's literally not even five o'clock where he is. It's crazy. Yeah, it would it's cut out anyway. Somewhere. Like he would come back with a rebuttal and it'd cut out and just be like, What? Just be like, Well, I did you saw they <laughs> I hate you guys. <laughs> last week. Bro, last week he, he was like talking to me, but he would cut out for like five minutes and we got none of his audio. And then he came back on the mic and was like, no, 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 we have to record that again. I was like, nope, time to move on. <laughs> Rob's like, shut the hell up. <laughs> Guys, welcome back. We've got a, another special episode for you and another special guest, actually. We have a Mr. Cole Hernandez with us today to celebrate. Doctor. Excuse me. Please, Dr. Please. Cole Hernandez, calling by his rightful title, with us today to celebrate the uh, the Bengals and the Joe Burrow era. Cole, how you doing, man? Uh, doing great, guys. I really appreciate uh, coming on today and still coming down from this weekend, so... Hope to be here and talk about what whatever we're gonna get into. Ah, uh, man, we're gonna get into it all. I'm still on cloud nine, Cole. I was so pumped, like don't mainly for you, man. Stop. You're what? lying. <laughs> Listen, you are lying. Don't you're cut lying the, to the host people off. And you're lying when to Cole. He's putting out his his saucy lines, man. You're messing up the flow. Cole knows how happy I am. That's a fact. At least I do know how. Yep, I do know for sure. Rob, you're a big old liar. That's uh, from Justin's mouth himself. Listen, listen, this is not a gambling pod, 1-800-GAMBLING, but there may have been some money on the line on Sunday, and it was maybe my worst day I've ever had. But besides that, I'm very happy for you, Cole. Very happy. Justin, since you've got a lot to say, man, how you been? How's your weekend? Oh, my weekend was splendid. I, what did I do? I always forget what I did over the weekend. It's kind of bad. I spent Sunday with Cole. Furniture shopping. You know, you're damn right. I was furniture shopping. Oh, you want to know what I did today? That's more exciting than what I did over the weekend besides watching football. Today, I was on the helpline with Disney World for over two hours. That it was awesome. Awful. Everyone awful. needed to know I was on the helpline with Disney for that two sounds hours. Sounds like a torture At work. <laughs> I worked while on the on hold for two hours. That is, it was awesome. That is fantastic. I would rather Dylan, be waterboarded. <laughs> Dylan, I hope you've got something more exciting than that, man. It's great to talk to you again as well, Mr. Who Also Cuts Me Off. How was your weekend? How are you feeling today, man? Didn't mean to cut you off there. I just, it just, uh, I no, was no, just getting, just I, 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 I was just cringing just by him just telling me he was on hold for the Disneyland operator. I can just Disney picture World. how, excuse me, I, it's owned by the mouse. <laughs> it's A owned lot by of the things. frozen head. A lot of things in this world are owned by the mouse. <laughs> if it's not owned by the mouse, eventually it will be owned by the mouse. With that being said, <laughs> my weekend was uh, almost un- just as uneventful. I worked, but you know, I also watched football, and as I uh, got off, I continued to just do so. My exciting time was actually these past uh, two days where – I went to a concert with a release party of a good friend of mine. Uh, shout out Al David. Uh, we'll definitely be uh, giving him a tag and possibly um, listening to his music as well. He, 
he uh, he released a new single out. So he pretty much asked a few other of our friends to uh, release, or not really release, just pretty much just play around with him. And then this uh, yesterday, <laughs> Brittany and I went to <laughs> see our friend, and he really showed us a good time with uh, some some good bourbon and some good wings. So. That's, <laughs> I pretty much just had like a steady diet of just bourbon and wings all yesterday. And it really just mostly bourbon. And I didn't eat at all until he <laughs> gave me those. And just, I'm You're sitting there hammered. just kind of. Well, I mean. I had bourbon and wings, but I held the wings. Didn't eat those. Well, I mean, it was incredible because he had had a brand that I'm very well not familiar with. And then, you know, it just happened to just you know, get more and, you know, <laughs> he's got the same problem I do. You know, we just both have those elbow problems where we just bend them too much. And the next thing you know, it just. <laughs> Talking it to just, the right guy, Dylan. I can help you out with those elbow problems. All right. <laughs> thank you, doctor. Elbow problems, thank, yeah, thank you, doctor. doctor. Thank, Let's yeah, transition doctor, right over yes. to somebody who's probably got a lot to say. Dylan's off in La La Land telling about his, his bourbon adventures. We get it, Dylan. You were hungover all day long. You didn't text us back. That's fine. We still love you. Cole, this love podcast you. is about you, man. So I want to get right into it. How excited were you? You've been waiting for this for a long time, buddy. You've been a, a diehard Bengals fan since the day I met you. You're actually the only Bengals fan I've ever met in my life, so uh, that's how I know you're not faking it. What What was going through your head on Sunday, man? How were you feeling as that game unfolded in front of you? Oh, Rob, I, I went through so many emotions that whole game. I mean, Justin was there for only part of it because um, he has oh. other priorities in life, but we won't <clears> get into that. Uh, fake friend. Uh, first quarter, you know, everyone saw how it started out, not hot, so didn't uh, didn't feel great, but, you know, definitely was okay that we got that far. I kind of accepted, eh, well, two wins in the playoffs is great, and then the rest of the game uh, really had me feeling all sorts of ways. So, not, was not, it, was, it, was, it was tough. Yeah, Second I half saw... took years off my life. Cole, I saw a video clip of you, which uh, the lovely Haley uh, shared on social media, and you were you were excited. It seemed like you had all your friends there. Uh, I think Jacob was screaming at Mahomes' family for some reason. It was, it just seemed like everybody was really invested in that game. It seemed like everybody was happy for you. There weren't any Chiefs fans there. Uh, luckily, I wasn't there because I left. <laughs> but you know, man, um, like I didn't really give you guys a chance going into that game. And the way that that unfolded, I couldn't have been more impressed with you guys. You just – it seems like every week when you guys are down and out, you're never out. And I don't know. It's something about Joe Burrow's ability to lead you guys back, but I was very, very impressed with that win. Uh, I mean, certainly. it always Everyone's always counting out the Bengals. I mean, dogs and pretty much every playoff game except for the first one this year, which can't exactly blame uh, Vegas for that. But uh, seven of the last – Eight games covering the spread, so you know what to do. Wow. Um, yeah, so sorry, Rob. But <laughs> we, we find a way to make it work, and uh, that's the most important thing here moving forward. And uh, Yeah, you're right. I was stoked for that, and that was only part of the emotions. If you had been there in person, you probably would have been fearful for my uh, heart condition. But <laughs> I'm here talking, so it's a win. The, the, the best part about the whole experience for which I was being a – a solid friend. I showed up after the Tyreek Hill touchdown and the room was, the room was not well. It was not well. Uh, It was very quiet. Um, And except for one person, our dear friend, Andrew, this man, I don't know how Cole Cole did this. We watched the Titans game together at a crowded bar. We watched this game in a pretty crowded room and you like, if I was Cole, I would not be able to handle people just jibber jabbing in my ear about anything that isn't like with where my headspace is. And our friend Andrew is just like, man, like, what are you going to do? It's the Chiefs, man. They're just <laughs> awesome. And I'm like, man, I'd be like punching a hole through the cabinet at this point if this was the birds. Um, but no, it was crazy, man. It was absolutely crazy. I obviously watched the game once I left Coles. Um, no, no arguments there. I did watch football. 
But, man, Cole nailed it. It's And you nailed it too, Rob. The resiliency of Burrow in this group is – it's incredible. Um, this dude is just – said it the other week. His swag is off the charts. He can't be bothered. He's never shaken. It's insane. And no matter how many times he's getting hit, how many guys he's got in his face, this dude is finding a way to get the job done. F it. Higgins is down there somewhere. Jamar's down there somewhere. And if, you know, maybe they decide not to run on first down, oh. every every oh. first down, I think they got a pretty good chance to win the whole damn thing. Uh, you, you made a solid point there, though, Justin. The, the first down runs, uh, I, I was about ready to throw my table through the TV. I actually, I actually made a threat about that. It didn't happen. But, <laughs> yeah, it uh, was. You, I think at one point you said it was your beer glass you were going to throw through the very large television. And then I said, Cold, then we can't watch the game. And he's like, we have a backup TV. So that's, <laughs> that's where Cole, Cole was so invested. He was willing to break the TV and have a backup TV on deck. So it, it was a... It was a hell of a day. This game was incredible. Uh, everyone knows my infatuation with Joe Burrow. We don't need to get into that. Cole knows how much I admire the man. And, you know, Cole and I have talked, you know, on numerous occasions about the success the Bengals have been having. I texted him the night before, just like, hey, man, I'm really rooting for, you know, Joey B and you. Like, I'm, I'm really pulling for y'all. And sure enough, um, like he just came out with the win. It's incredible because the resiliency not only played a factor, but also the halftime adjustments. And the reason that I say that is because the very first half you saw the defense uh, for Cincinnati actually playing in a three-man rush, but also in uh, zone coverage. So they have just three linemen that are pretty much just getting it, you know, nothing but pressure one of the defensive ends, if not the edge rushers, is just uh, spying on Patrick Mahomes just to mirror everything that he does. But you have a bunch of people dropping back, and they're literally just watching him to see you know, where he's going to throw the ball. It's no wonder that Patrick Mahomes had more touchdown passes than he did in completions against zone coverage. But in halftime, uh, Lou Arnumero, uh, Anamaro, I believe, the last name is uh, the defensive coordinator for the Cincinnati Bengals. His name is Lou. That's I know that for sure. <laughs> Big Lou. He made incredible halftime adjustments because he did the same exact rush uh, situation, but instead of going zone, he played man. So now you got Patrick Mahomes pretty much just having his receivers and not only getting bracketed with Tyreek uh, Hill and Kelsey. You know, Miko Harmon's not making any plays to get the separation that he needs to get open. And that's why, especially with that relentless pressure, it was easy to see why he had such a terrible second half. That was a very putrid second half. I mean, he went from having, I believe, like a 98 quarterback rating in the first half to like maybe six or seven in the second. Like it was bad. And he threw those two interceptions as well. He almost lost that fumble that would have, would have really sealed it away (laughs) but yeah 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 exactly you know what i'm talking about but you know at the end of the day it doesn't even matter a win is a win the Bengals are going to the super bowl it still sounds incredible and crazy to say the parody of this year's nfl has been absolutely intense and satisfying I'm happy for Joe Burrow. I'm happy for the success. Ladies and gentlemen, this man has a chance within the first or within the last three years to win a Heisman, a national championship, and a Super Bowl within three years. First man to ever do it, I believe. True. Potentially. Potentially. What do you mean? The true Tiger King. The real Tiger King, as Dylan always points out to us, Joe Burrow, the real Tiger King. I love hey, that saying, man. Do you guys where did where did the uh, the nickname Joe Burr come from? Like, where what is up with that? Who's like? Do you know ice. the story behind it? Like, yeah, exactly. Out. Like ice in those veins, well, man. Are you kidding me? It, like, like it, I didn't know if the there was diamond like a story pensions, behind it dressing or... up like the Rock. Like he's got it all, man. 
I you, thought the think Trap his... House Sports on TikTok gave him that nickname. <laughs> dude, I just saw people making shirts that said Joe Bird, Joe Shiesty. Like, yeah, I this it was dude that guy. has 55 million nicknames, and it's well, awesome. It's also a little bit, I believe, so a play awesome. on his last name because, you know, Burrow. So instead of just taking away the O, just Joe Burr. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> the, Dylan points out like the most obvious one. He's like, I think it's just. Hey, uh, the, and that is what we like, ladies and gentlemen. Again, you take away this podcast, you take away learning lessons. That is what we like to call Occam's Razor. Sometimes the simplest answer is just that. I swear it's the you guy on TikTok that gave him the nickname Joe Burr, Joe Shicey. Bro, I think we should just call him Joe Cool. Can we just call him that? Because he's cool under pressure. Isn't that the cigarette guy? They yeah. made a shirt. But Joe Burrow does like smoke cigars and he dances and he's cool under pressure. And actually, fun fact, I read an article today by some sports writer. Who cares? Uh, Joe Cool was actually the nickname for Joe Montana. But since that's like before our era, he's advocating that we do indeed give that to Joe Burrow because he's the face, the future face of the NFL or one of the faces. And that man is just cool and calm under pressure, man. I just I have not been more impressed by a quarterback in these playoffs besides him. Like if, if he, he was revolutionize the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Dylan, in his second year. Cole, you know this. You guys know this. 4,600 yards, 34 touchdowns, 14 picks, a 108 rating. 108 for the season. That's higher than Jimmy G. That's higher than a, a, a plethora of quarterbacks who finished the season. I don't like that you name drop Jimmy G. You're like, it's higher uh, than Jimmy G and <laughs> nobody else. <laughs> no, a lot better than a lot of guys, man. But I don't know. I've, I've been really impressed. I've been saying for the last three weeks, Cole – that it was one year too soon, that I love the Bengals. I love the position they were in. I love their fight that, you know, it was basically Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Uzama, Mixon, obviously, Zach Taylor. It was the scheme, the offense, the heart, the sheer desire, the leadership of Burrow that carried this team. But, again, a guy I had never heard of, Trey Hendrickson, making waves, uh, was an absolute menace on Sunday. Former he has Saint. Been all year long. Former Saint, you're right. Former Saint. You know, it, it's the whole team, man, and – I, I wrote them off. I'll admit it. I said it's one year too soon. Zach Taylor's the worst coach left in the playoffs. Blah, 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 blah. Well, man, I'm here eating crow. You guys have impressed me. I will be rooting for you guys on Sunday. Can't stand the Rams. Um, Von yeah. Bell, who secured that interception, was also a former Saint as well. Oh, yeah. And also, also Eli Apple, former Saint. Current bum, but still. Yeah, so you mean Eli? You mean Eli Strawberry or Eli Grape or Eli Pecan or Pecan? He, I I hate Eli Apple. He, and he this man has the audacity. He didn't do a damn thing all game. Whoa, whoa, but he whoa, has, whoa! We don't need to do. We don't whoa. need to get into that. We don't need to. But get I want into to. It. We don't need to give it. We don't yeah, need I to give to him. Do. Yes, we do. If if we're gonna slander Eli Apple, let's at least give him the credit. That he deserves for the open field tackle in the flat he had on Tyreek at the end of the half. Well, that's always nice. It's also nice to have Trey Hendrickson close by with that as well. Oh, I mean, most certainly. I mean, Trey has one of the best motors I've ever seen for a big man. Um, I hated the signing in the offseason. I miss Carl Lawson, and I ate my mm. words throughout the whole year. So Big rip. Um, Trey, you're worth every dollar, and um, next time, don't suck oxygen on the last play of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Trey, avid listener of the pod, by the way. Yes, so. he, he subscribes. It's pretty cool. Eli Apple does not subscribe. Eli Apple sucks. That's all I got to say. <laughs> and stop atting Tyreek Hill, you stupid idiot. <laughs> he wants the smoke, bro. He gave him the smoke, no, too. He didn't want the smoke. He's got the Twitter fingers. He's a phony. Well, there's nothing funny about the Bengals. Um, they're kind of making us forget all the corny nicknames. They're making us forget the Marvin Lewis era a little bit. Um, yeah, Cole, I could go on for an hour and, and just like glowing about this team, but I want to know more about like how you felt. Did you think that you would be in this position? Did you think that you'd be looking forward to a Super Bowl matchup and a matchup that's actually very winnable? Ooh, I mean, going into the playoffs uh... – I mean, watching the end of the year play out and who's going to be playing who, um, obviously the Raiders were the uh, number one choice to be playing coming in. So I was I was pretty pretty stoked for that. 
confident that we could get a first win in, I mean, longer than I've been alive. So that was great. Going against Tennessee, uh, not confident. Once again, just um, watching the Bengals' defense get decimated throughout the year, not exactly a confidence booster, but they pulled that one out. And I think that we can all thank the Bengals' uh, ownership for the first time in a long time for drafting a kicker because Randy Bullock wow. is a fat turd. So <laughs> thank God he's gone. And no, and last week, like I said earlier, hard hard to have confidence against the Chiefs for two wins in one year, but we made it and beat my own words a little bit too. Yeah. Dylan, it sounded like you were going to say something for, for a second there. I don't know. Uh, I just said Titan up because that's the Titans kicker. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fat Randy. Uh, yeah, he is for the Titans now. <laughs> <Randy>. <laughs> but hey, Evan, Evan is the man. Um, yeah, I, I've absolutely super impressed. The win over the Raiders was just kind of like, you know, just kind of like a teaser, just an appetizer, just a little bit of foreplay to get you ready for what was to come, literally. Then we had Whoa. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What kind of podcast this is this? Then we had the huge Titans win. I again wrote you guys off, Cole. I'm like, Titans, uh, superior coaching, they're at home, superior defense, been playing well. Derrick Henry back or not, they don't need Tractor Cito. They're just gonna do their thing and play their game. And boy was I wrong. You guys showed up, went on the road, absolutely shut them down. And then, again, the most impressive thing to me, Cole, was you guys were down 18 against, you know, arguably one of the greatest offenses we've seen in the last handful of years, the Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid offense. They had their way. They were running all up and down the field. Dylan, you kind of alluded to some of the strategy changes that the Bengals made at halftime. Not only did they do what you said, but they also went away from the blueprint for the league, which has been play cover too high against Patrick Mahomes, right? Well, they went to started playing more cover one in the second half, and they brought that other safety down a little bit more towards the middle of the field, who was not only able to assist if they were going to run the ball, but he was able to assist and kind of bracket, like you said, Dylan, with some of those receivers and plays that were open in the middle. So, Super impressed with what I saw post game, uh, looking at how the Bengals adjusted and just overall disgusted by the way Patrick Mahomes played. The guy had, I think he had in the second half and overtime, Mahomes had 44 yards, two interceptions, and a fumble that was recovered and an L on his resume. You guys, the last four plays that Mahomes ran to end his 2021 season was um, fumble, incompletion, incompletion, interception. So that pretty much sums up how I feel about the Chiefs. Um, they absolutely imploded, but man, who they? Bengals going to win it all. We damn. <laughs> do they actually say who they? I mean, do they say we damn? Uh, so just recently, uh, they have been saying we damn, as in the who they, we damn response. Yep. So that's a, it's a big thing they've been saying the pressers and whatnot. So. Do they not appreciate grammar in Cincinnati? They're going to the Super Bowl. Who cares about grammar? No wonder they let their kids have off school the day after the Super Bowl. They don't care about grammar. Hey, I got a debate here. That's incredible. The whole That's who incredible. day, who dat, like it, it's it's too close. Like who was first, and can Same. the other franchise drop it? Like why do we have both of them, who dat and who day? Well, technically the Cincinnati Bengals have Louisiana ties, so I think it should say the same for both. Wow. See, I was kind of hoping you guys would battle it out over whose franchise deserved to say that since you're both on the pod. Well, right now it's kind of obvious who is a superior franchise, so it's not going to be a very long argument. <laughs> it's Joe Burrow against, I don't know, Trevor Simeon and Taysom Hill. Yeah, that conversation is going to be very – going to be prolonged. Yeah. Well – you guys, your franchise is now like a dumpster franchise, and uh, Cole's franchise is on the way up. So, hey, I got I got a question before. It seems like we're going to move to a new game, but I got I have a question. Um, do you guys know if it's tr- if, whether or not Joe Burrow's diamonds are real? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Wait, he has diamonds like in his teeth. You, did you not see this, Rob? No, oh, that's why I'm asking. So a reporter asked Burrow I don't watch if his diamonds. Who? Legacy Media. Anyway, <laughs> is that an OnlyFans? <laughs> it's an Only Feet. 
Ah. Joe Burrow's feet. No, continue. Whoa. No, so some reporter asked Burrow if his diamonds are real, and he goes, I make too much money for these to be fake. No, a reporter did not actually ask him that. 100%. Yes, yes, they did. (laughs) Yeah. Joe Burrow responded with, like, no, idiot, I'm a millionaire. Like. No, he's literally – Joe Burrow has more swag than so anybody swag. in the NFL. Facts. Like, Facts. he's not even trying that hard. This dude wear a SpongeBob At all. tee. Whoa. And he, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm saying that. that's, that's like the ultimate swag. Like, he doesn't give a crap. You know what I mean? He's just this white fella from Akron doing his damn thing with real diamonds. I love it. Bro, between he and Jamar, like, there's just so much swag. I just can't even stand it. Like, it just – it's Flavor crazy. Town doesn't have that much flavor. <laughs> flavor Town, Snack Town, Hanover. Shout yeah. out. Shout out Hanover. Man, yeah, it was incredible. We can get to predictions later, but, you know, since we have you here, Cole, we can talk a little bit about this other game as well. There was another game that was played on that day, and it was the Rams and the 49ers, you guys. The Rams uh, came away with the win. Dylan, I think you were the only one on the pod that called this one oh. live. Um, so I'm going to give it to you first. Pretty impressed with what McVay put together in this game. Jimmy G, once again, was the downfall of the 49ers as the Rams move on. Impressive performance by Stafford and that team. Uh, what did you take away from that game? The exact same thing that I figured, that Kyle Shanahan is going to blow a fourth quarter or overtime lead. And sure enough, he did. Sure did. Three times he's been put in this situation or this situation three times he has now blown a at least a what 10 or 13 point lead in the, the fourth quarter in overtime yeah and now you're about to trade away your starting quarterback who you could definitely tell it looked like it was really painful for him to really be at least gripping and throwing the ball which I totally get it's terrible the run game is the fact that the Rams were able to shut down the run game. That's what's impressive. I believe they only had like maybe 50 to 55 yards uh, rushing, which is for a Kyle Shanahan team. If you're able to do that and literally put it all on Jimmy G, you know, that's that's pretty impressive. And, you know, we saw Ayuk have some good catches. Um, you know, George Kittle caught a tutty. You know, it's you know they kept him in, but at the end of the day, Kyle Shanahan blows another fourth quarter or overtime lead, and it cost him. It wasn't just Jimmy G; it was Kyle Shanahan's questionable play calling. I mean, I understand that Uzcheck is a a superstar, but I mean, do you really want to go to him on third down in a crucial setting when Debo Samuel was literally doing everything he can? I do feel bad about De- Debo Samuel. <laughs> you know, doing literally everything and then happen to come up that short. But, you know, at the end of the day, this is why you trade multiple first-round picks and your starting quarterback for Matt Stafford. I'm happy for him that he, the very first year that he's with McVay, they go to a Super Bowl. You know, I love the Rams' risk-it ability to – just pretty much just say F draft picks and just <laughs> trade for stars. Like just like we don't need draft picks. We'll literally just trade for stars. And, you know, right now it just seems like, all right, well, that can still work. And, you know, there's one more game to go. But, you know, there's so much redemption with the Los Angeles Rams. There's redemption with Matt Stafford. There's redemption with Odell Beckham. There's redemption with – Von Miller, you know, there's, uh, you know, even Aaron Donald in some way, uh, you know, it, um, it, th- this is a really good Super Bowl. It's a very underrated because both teams, keep in mind, were ranked like I believe fourth coming into the playoffs, so they were both considered the worst of the division winners, and both of them happened to make the Super Bowl with two quarterbacks. You can't help but to root for. This is very exciting. I'm happy for the Rams. I'm happy for Sean McVay getting back to the Super Bowl and also just getting the monkey off your back that you were now able to beat Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> like, what was it? Yeah, congrats on your seventh try. Congratulations, oh, yeah. It was Sean. the most important win. It, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, it's, he may have yeah, lost it, the last six. 
but that win meant more than any of those more things. than yeah it doesn't even matter about the other six the other six are completely irrelevant because all it took was just that one in that moment and you were able able to come back it was Matt Stafford that was able to make the throws to make them come back in that game that's why you go get Matt Stafford that's why you have Sean McVay be aggressive as he is to make those decisions I'm happy for the Rams as happy as you can be for the Rams, though, I mean, confidence in that coaching staff and the organization moving forward, though. I mean, if you look at a lot of the past years, you'd expect the Rams to be up there. They've spent the money. They've spent the capital. But the play calling there, I think, has been atrocious. That game should not have been anywhere close to as close as it was. And yeah. a lot of the games this year have been that way, too. And I feel like this game was more of whose it was to lose rather than McVay winning it. That's how I viewed it. Um, the Rams should be able to put up some points there. McVay shouldn't have zero timeouts with so much time left in the fourth quarter and called two awful challenges. And why is Stafford not being more effective with the weapons that he has? I feel like they have underachieved all year. I think they have one of the best rosters if you look at it from a uh, name perspective, but they've worried me, and I think it should be an issue, but they're here, so congrats to them. Just worried about them as a franchise. Yeah, they've definitely got um, they've definitely got some things to worry about, Cole. I mean, you're not wrong on what you're saying. Uh, I've noticed the flags with them as well. I mean, look, they had to build a super team, Dylan, to, to beat Kyle Shanahan and the Niners, okay? They had to trade for Jalen Ramsey, they had to get lucky with the Cooper Cup thing. Then they traded for Stafford, and then they went, oh, we're still not done. We need Von Miller, and we need Beckham Jr. because we still can't do it. And they barely did it. Like Cole said, they barely did it. And part of the reason why I think that they struggle at times to to perform a game script that's best suited to win or put more points on the board is, look, guys, they can't run the ball at all. Like – we going to grief the Bengals for running it on first and second down and pounding, slamming, mixing into the line, who's a tough son of a bitch, over and over again. That's fine. Like That, to me, is more successful than whatever it is the Rams have going on. They don't have a true running back. They don't have a bell cow. They don't have a mixing. They're subbing guys in and out. Akers is back from injury, but he's coughed the ball up a couple of times, still kind of finding his groove. And that O-line is just not built for toughness. They're not. They're not built for toughness the way that like a Niners O-line is. Now, if you want them to finesse and pass block, they're going to do that. But like Cole said, game script, if you put the Bengals in that same exact scenario that the Niners were in, well, then the Rams are losing that game and the Bengals are going to be world champions. So, it's going to be really, really interesting to see how these guys adjust and how they play on Sunday because I do think that either one of these teams can come back from a deficit, and that's what's going to make this matchup so fun. Yeah, before I really dive into kind of like how I see the Rams and matching up and all that good stuff, I want to talk about the Niners um, because they got here. They deserve to be talked about a little bit for sure, but, man, and I think they Dylan kind of hit on this. They better they, give Trey Lance every snap. Yeah, Every no, absolutely. Snap. Oh, here we go. I mean, Jimmy G's gone. Every there- snap, Rob. Every snap. They should have traded Jimmy G yesterday. Hey, but they're working on it. So the sources say. So my insider sources say. But, man, that game was really – the Niners pissed it away, in my opinion. I, I honestly think without even playing that good of a game, it seemed like they were going to take it, and they just pissed it away in the fourth quarter. It – yeah, I don't think the Rams really won it. I think the Niners just lost it. It's yep, it's a shame. It, it's a it's a shame, man. And I, I we hate talked the Rams. about the fan, you know, issue as well. Oh, and they're pumping noise. <laughs> they are pumping crowd noise. It is baloney. It's baloney that those so, people are like five percent Niners fans there, and they it was still quote unquote really loud. And like you're causing issues with the Niners, bull crap. That's, yeah, they false started because of the fake crowd noise. Yeah, there's there's no chance, no chance. The Rams hell. did get a lot of benefit from like one extra second after uh, the play Ooh. call or the play clock uh, expired too. It would, the play clock would expire, but they would get like one extra second. That was like three times I saw. Very, My very, man. very seeable with that, Dylan. Yep. 
in my not real take is maybe the NFL just wanted a home game for the Super Bowl. One of the oh, Rams, yeah. the big money maker to play play at oh, home. Yeah. In the $6 yeah. billion dollar stadium of SoFi again. Why not? I was getting but, played there anyways, right? I mean, might as well just put yeah. the home team in there. They should have put the – I guess you can't put the Chargers in there too. Wait, no, you can't <laughs> put the Chargers in there. Yeah, you can Holy have. crap, that would have been a hell LA, of a Super LA. Bowl. L.A. versus L.A. at L.A. Man, those fans would have been so quiet. <laughs> all the all the non-fans that were at the game watching. <laughs> They'd all go to the Lakers game and still wonder why the hell this is the way that it is. They'd be like, oh, honey, the Lakers game tips in 10. You want to head out? It's like, oh, it's the first quarter. It's like, ah, it's fine. It's Apparently, fine. this is the most expensive like Super Bowl as far as oh, like tickets and like pretty much just like with parking and like getting there, and also like you see the inflation with hotels and everything around. Uh, apparently, this is already uh, a premium to go to. It's I'm not willing to really give over an arm and leg, unfortunately. No, I, I mean most it. of the people they're not even a fan. They're not even a fan of either team. There, you got degenerate ass mofos who gobble these tickets up and then they flip them to the actual fans for probably double the price which is a shame you got people like cole cole's out here Begging. he's willing to chop his leg off to see the bangles I, I, I try to sell a kidney um that's terrible you're a doctor it, it, it wasn't enough, it wasn't enough. <laughs> you know the significance of having two kidneys you have two for a reason dylan it's, it's all right <laughs> and, and, and that's not to just give one away. <laughs> I'm, I'm selling it. I'm not. It's not free, man. Yeah, kidneys are <laughs> kidneys are a premium on the market right now. If you just, I mean, so are Super Bowl tickets. Yeah, I yeah. I would see an eye for an eye there. Kidney for a Super Bowl ticket? Why not? I was more than willing to drop a grand on World Series tickets, but multiple people told me to not do it. <laughs> yeah, it seems like a sensible decision to not do that because you know, <laughs> you go, you drop. You drop the bag to go to a game like that, and your team loses. Oof. I, I would be wanted it was myself a for years. I'd like to uh, bounce back to uh, the the Rams there real quick, uh, since they're the winners of this game. New host, um, it's Cole. <laughs> oh, sorry, I, I'm just curious from your guys' stake here, um, because a big a big thing that's, that's being said here is uh, two number one picks going against each other, and I just. Kind of curious how you guys feel about Matt Stafford going up in a big game. I mean, he's been a huge turnover problem in the red zone this year. I mean, you even saw that this past game. I think I called it when we were sitting here watching. He was going to throw a red zone pick, and it happened. Like, you guys think he has what it takes to to keep on winning these big games? You think McVay's going to be able to coach him through it, or he's going to come up a little nope. short since he hasn't been in this scenario? Short, just like short. I believe Matt Stafford will be the reason that the Rams lose the Super Bowl. Ooh, mm. that's kind of spicy. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go away from you guys, and I'm not saying this because I think the Rams can win. I think Stafford can do it. Um, I think Stafford's a big time kind of player most of the time, um, but he has had turnover problems. He's really been struggling with just everything, <laughs> seemingly whether it's fumbles, whether it's throwing picks across the middle. And that's not how the beginning of the year started. It really has progressed this way for them. The Rams weren't turning the ball over like this in the, early in the season. And, you know, if it's the problem's getting worse, it could just keep trending in that direction, I guess, technically. But I don't think the Bengals have the strongest defensive unit. Cole, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't watch every Bengals game. I've watched a few. And I think Stafford and the Rams could do enough damage. I think Cooper Cup is enough of a safety blanket to really help with those sort of things. Odell has been playing fantastic as well. That that dude deserves a lot of props for how well he's been playing since his uh, tenure in Cleveland's ended. But I think he can do it. But I think the Bengals are going to – it's still not going to be enough. I think the Bengals still win, and we'll get to predictions. But – yeah, Stafford's still a baller. I love yeah. Stafford. My oh, guy, yeah. I love I love Stafford, but I just, you know, uh, Cole and you guys hit the nail right on the head. I don't know that I, I trust him in the big spot. And it's like, well, how are you going to trust a almost rookie, a guy just removed from major surgery, second year in the league, <clears throat> first year in this type of format or experience to win the game? Well, I'll tell you how. I've watched him come back week after week after week. He just knocked off – um, you know, a former world champion and Patrick Mahomes, and he made it look easy. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think that 
I don't trust Stafford, and I would trust Burrow just a little bit more. I think it'll be a good game uh, either way. So, I mean, just looking at it from uh, recency bias, Burrow's been there. Stafford hasn't been in the big game in Detroit, and I mean, if you guys can figure it out, let me know. Never. I have no idea. Since not never, he's never been in one. So never ever. Never ever. Burrow is used to the bright lights. He's used to the big game. Like he's he played in the SEC, the, in the you know obviously the college football playoff, you know the national champion. This is his first full healthy season. You know he's a uh, you know we've already alluded to the first playoff win in thirty one years, and then the first road win ever, and then followed by another road win, <laughs> and then now you have the Super Bowl. Like the Bengals are rolling, man. It's it's hard. Yeah. It's it's hard to look. It's really hard to ignore what they've done, and it's hard to ignore how special of a player Joe Burrow is. Well, here's a question for you guys: If let's go the other way, let's say that Stafford does get it done right, because he has been incredible. He's come into L.A. and done everything that he was asked to do. He was asked to come in and replace Jared Goff, who McVay had been able to mold and take so far. And after doing it... To a Super Bowl, mind you. Right, right. So, good point. So, they're now in this position. If Stafford were to win the Super Bowl, do you think that cements his legacy as like a first ballot Hall of Famer with the career he's had? No. No way. Not a a first ballot. Really? Really? It's hard. No I, would, I feel like the only acceptable thing to do if Matt Stafford wins a Super Bowl is uh, Detroit should like hang in the rafters, like just like a cardboard Ooh. cutout of just Matt Stafford. Like, <laughs> they don't really have like a Super Bowl championship, obviously, but they can at least hang a rafter of just Matt Stafford as a whole and just claim that as their Super Bowl title. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's that's as about a first ballot as Stafford will get. I think Stafford's good. I think he's had. A great career, obviously being stuck Hall in Detroit. <sighs> Man, that's tough. It's, I we think get to another <laughs> NFC championship and get to another. Yeah, I, I think that's the point there. One. Prove prove that Detroit was a purgatory that he was stuck in. You so, know what I mean? Another good parallel to that is if you were to look at Matt Ryan, if he would have beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, would he be a first ballot Hall of Famer? Mm. I think Matt Ryan has a better case than Stafford. I was just going to say, I think Matt Ryan Matt Ryan's be in the Hall one, of Fame. Matt, well, hey, fun fact. MVP. Yes. He's, and he has the most passing yards amongst active quarterbacks, including Aaron Rodgers. That, and that's it, crazy. I Don't talk about Aaron that. freaking Rodgers. We have to. <laughs> we have a whole offseason for that. <laughs> yeah. Isn't, isn't Matt Ryan from PA, too? Am I um, I'm not okay. sure. I know, he went, not. I know he went to Boston College. Right. Yeah, I yeah, remember the BC. You know, I think he is from Pennsylvania. I'm going to look it up. Uh, yeah, it's a you know who else thing. is from Pennsylvania? Taylor Swift. Philly. Taylor Swift. Yeah, she actually is from like an hour, hour and a half from uh, from Hanover. Really? Yep. Yeah. She's from Littlestown? I'm from Littlestown. We're, me and Cole are both from Littlestown. Wait, Cole, you're from there too? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Matt Ryan from Exton. Okay. Told you. I knew he was from PA. That's, That's crazy. Fun. That's pretty cool. Bro, Exton's, yeah. He's definitely a first ballot Hall of Famer now. PA, baby. <laughs> He's got to be. Got to be a first <laughs> ballot stamp. Like, that's that's all it takes. <laughs> the voters are like, okay. On that Incredible case, passing yards. MVP. <laughs> from Pennsylvania? <laughs> He's in. Wait, did Matt Ryan win MVP? Yes. Yeah, in 2016, Kyle Shanahan was the two that, or was the offensive coordinator was a really big reason. Yeah, just ask Could Eugene, the Eugene. walking encyclopedia. He'll tell you. He knows. If you ever have a question, Cole, just ask Dylan. He'll he'll pull it up. You know. Ask Dylan who the uh, Packers GM is. Yeah. His name is Brian. What's his last huh? name? I believe it starts with a G. <laughs> say can, it, can Dylan. You, can you say it? Uh, Guten Goose. <laughs> there it is. Good goose. goose. That sounds like a fancy dish. We're getting off the rails here, but I just love that name. It's so funny. And also I love that Dylan knows everything about everybody's like sister. 
It's it's wild. <laughs> yeah, the Got GMs, the the scouting department, the wide receiver coach. He knows it all. Dylan's like, hey, there's one March scout se- that covers March the West Coast. <laughs> like March second, so you know that that's the big networking deal for the combine, man. That's that's uh that's that's one when month. I stay glued. I, I that's when I stay glued to my phone for everything. Okay, well, you guys, it, we've talked a lot about these two teams. I think it's fair to say, are we all taking Bengals in this matchup? Cole, who do you got? Official prediction so the people can hear it. Who do you got in the Super Bowl? Uh, official prediction. Uh, I think this game's going to be a little bit more low scoring than uh, people think. We have uh, two coaches that know each other a little too well. Zach Taylor coming from that uh, Sean McVay coaching tree where he shouldn't have got a job in the first place. But um, so, but I'm, I'm going to take the Bengals off of the leg of um, – Shooter McPherson because that man has had the best rookie season of a kicker ever. Uh, 24-21. Bengals. Who day? Love it. Love it. What about I'm you, also, Justin? I'm also going to go with them Tigers. Them, them Cincinnati Bayou Bengals. <laughs> I, I just got to go with the Bengals, man, because that's what I want. I want that in my heart because I think the people deserve – to see Joe Burrow as a Super Bowl champion. Hell, my dear friend Cole deserves to see Joe Burrow hoist the Lombardi trophy. And I, I think Cole's right. I kind of see a little bit lower scoring. Um, I think it's going to be a slower first half, kind of like what the Rams Niners was. And 24 21 was actually what I was going to predict. And I'm kind of upset at Cole. So I'm going to go 27 24, which isn't that low of scoring, but I'm going to go with it anyway. Bengals. Go Tigers. Cold Tigers. Dylan, how about you? I'm going to go against the grain, and I'm going to say this is going to be a shootout. I see this being a 38-32 going into overtime game. Go Bengals. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I've said all I need to say. I hate Joe Burrow, the Super Bowl MVP. Joe Cool, Super Bowl MVP. Wow, can Joe Cool win Super Bowl MVP and comeback player of the year? Is that possible? I mean, unless Dak Prescott's already uh, gotten that award sewn up. But, I mean, again, we, we've always said that Dallas will never be as big as their brand. But if he could win the Super Bowl, that would probably take away the comeback player of the year. Dang yeah. it. Yeah, you, even though the, the voting's for regular season. Is it? Yeah, saw, it should be this weekend. I still think I think Burrow you, wins it. I mean, you can't count right. You can't count postseason. But how do you not? Unless those and votes were submitted before the postseason started, I don't. I mean, I think Burrow had a good, better case than Dak to begin with. Had a worse injury. He had a worse team to quote unquote come back to, and here he is. From a uh, health pr- perspective, um, his injury. Cole. Yeah, I, I purposely bought tickets in December to see the Bengals play because I didn't think Joe would be playing the first six weeks. So that's saying wow. something to his recovery, and um, we should take that into account. Bengals were third worst odds to make the Super Bowl in the league before the season. The Cowboys were not. So comeback player of the year, Joe Burrow. But Let's go. MVP I love it. Joe Burrow. MVP Joe Burrow. Give, him, give Joe everything. He's always Joe, number one in our Joe hearts. had – he honestly had – a solid case to be probably top three, top four in MVP voting. Honestly. Easily. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. We're, I mean, I think. We're so spoiled. No, absolutely. We are spoiled with him, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, eventually, uh, eventually Jalen Hurts, eventually Trevor Lawrence, eventually Justin Fields. Stop it. We have a lot of we have a lot of well I'm saying we have a lot now of just being what about Trey Lance. Well we have a lot Danny Cole. Oh, Danny Dimes. Cole. <laughs> Cole. <laughs> uh, anyway, we have a lot of great young quarterback play to at least, you know, carry on that torch that's now the you know, I, I, I saw a, a a retweet of uh what's called an end of an era, you know, like with Tom Brady, uh with Ben Roethlisberger uh, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, uh, Philip Rivers, Eli Manning, you know, all those quarterbacks that really just kind of just showed, you know, pretty much just like our, 
you know, teens and like going into adulthood, you know, now we get to see like the newer generation and the new breed, you know, make their way up. Makes me feel old. (laughs) Yeah, it does two things. It makes me feel old and it, like Dylan said, it does make me excited because I think this new crop of quarterbacks has the potential to be some of the greatest ever. And we're really lucky to be born in this era, not the leather helmet era. You know what I mean? So, um, I'm excited. Speaking of helmets, speaking of changes, eras, you guys, one last thing I wanted to run through you with before we get out of here. We've all run got through me? I don't want to run anywhere near you, you pervert. Listen, mm-hmm. the Washington football team finally, after a two-year search, has come up with a new name, a new logo, new unis. You guys, Washington was proud to announce today – their new team name they are officially the washington commanders commanders of what not sure but wanted to get your thoughts and how you guys feel about this cole did you see the uniforms are you liking the new name uh the unis are dope um i I really like those um the the name super disappointed i was actually just talking to uh nickel the other day and um about that name and that was the last name i was hoping for on the punch so it's a big Washington move, and yeah, it messed up. But go Commanders! So, <laughs> was there a name that you wanted, like that you had had in mind before? The uh, there was. Uh, we were discussing all the names. There's a lot of bad names that were uh, being mentioned. Yeah. The uh, Washington uh, Calvary was my first option. I thought that was a sick name, and we were huge on them going more military style and having camo as their uniforms with different um, styles of camo as their alternates like digital and whatnot. So wow. I think they really missed out on that one. That was awesome. But. I, I think it's a huge swing and miss. This, this is, I don't slander the military people. I love the men and women who serve for our country, but I'm going to go away from you, Cole. I actually think they went too military based with this name as it is in the logo. And I think the jerseys are pretty cool. Actually. I love the black Jersey. Um, I love seeing that they're wearing a black helmet with that black Jersey, because that means Kelly green Eagles jerseys are on the way. All these retro throwbacks will be on the way, but to go that military was kind of corny to me. I don't know why, I mean, I get it. It's Washington, D.C., blah, blah, blah. But if you're going to change your name, make it cool. Make it inspire some kids, man. Make it like the Washington Red Hogs or something. I don't freaking know. <laughs> the Red Hogs. Like Wild Hogs. That, dude, they already had the wild pig hogs. tradition thing. You can make some sick, cartoony logos. I mean, you be, I'd buy some merch. No, I wouldn't. I think about Exactly. Porky Pigs. The Washington Porky Pigs. At this point, if that was the decision, I would just like be one executive standing up going, you know what? Let's just stick with Washington football team. Yes. Yes. Let's just stick with that. Because that's just. The logo didn't change that much. It was basically the same damn logo. I'm with it. They they put lines in the logo. They put lines in the W this time. And if you're going to go military, how how do you put out (laughs) on Washington like admirals or Washington yeah. generals, like just yeah, commanders. Sound, that sounds better. Like, uh, uh, there was a lot of copyright issues on the other names. So yeah, some genius trademarked every name under the sun with Washington in front of it, like a genius. Oh, you mean <laughs> yo? You mean picking a name for anything? It's really hard. You don't yeah. say. I've never considered to pick a name. Something hard or difficult. No. It's not that no. hard of a task unless you're a podcast. I will show. say that all four of us had better plumbing than than the Washington football stadium. I will say that though. All you know, four and us. and better guardrails. I don't even have a yeah. guardrail and it's better than the ones they offer. You know what's weird? I didn't think FedEx Field was that old. Like Me neither. I looked it, it up. It looks pretty it's bad old, now. Is it? Like, I guess 97, but I thought it was newer than that. Like, I'm like, oh, shit, I am old. Like, I, I Googled it because they're like the dilapidated FedEx field. And I was like, what do you mean? When I was a kid, it was RFK Stadium. Like, 
again, yeah, showing my I'm age. Pretty sure that's where they signed the Constitution, Rob. I mean, you gotta, <laughs> <laughs> inside RFK <laughs> at the fifty-yard line. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't the know. um, I had something to say about Washington. And I'm blanking on it. Washington football team. They need a I've been to that stadium. I've been there. I went to an Eagles game there, and they are rude. They are rude people. I don't even start, man. I'm not going to get going on your fans. But... Have you have you been to an <laughs> yeah, Eagles game? I was about to say, we can't talk. Have I been to Philly an Eagles game? In Philadelphia? I went to one in Carolina, and they were all no, I'm not even cares? a fan care, of the team, Dude, man. the Southern Eagles fans are like the phony, grumpy retirees. They're like, oh, I moved down here to catch some sun, and I'm still pissed off about the 2003 NFC Championship game. There's a bunch of young kids running around singing a oh, chant song, and they were annoying as heck. It's terrible. I'm trying to get a beer. Hey, <laughs> I was just trying to trying get, to get a, beer. a beer when you listen to well, Heckman when, Children. When you, when you win, when the Bengals win two Sundays from now, you understand what it's like to be the one time Super Bowl winner. You just get really annoying. At first, you were annoying because everything upset you that you weren't winning. Now you're annoying because you won and you want to remind everybody that you won and you're no yeah. longer one of those lowly losers on the zero Super Bowl tier. Well, in two Sundays, I'm going to be cheering from uh, Cincinnati streets themselves because I'm Breaking actually news. going there for the Super Bowl this year. It's going to be That's hype. Awesome. That and is awesome. uh, we'll be hanging out at some uh, some local pubs, enjoying the uh, local presence and just whatever the outcome of the game is. So Soak every bit of that in, man. Like it's, it's so – because, I mean, it, it's – it, it, it's different when your team, especially when uh, whether it be your football team or whoever. But I mean, I just remember like when the Predators went to the Stanley Cup, and I was able to like go and like be a part of like that environment, like like soak every bit of that in because it is incredible to look back on. It's incredible to remember that feeling. It's incredible to you know be around those people that are pretty much in like the same boat that you are, and everyone wants the same outcome that you do. It's such a, you know, mesmerizing feeling. You know, you just stay in awe. Like, I'm happy for you, Cole. Yeah, I'm jealous, actually. I'm, yeah, jealous I'm, saying, I'm just there. jealous, actually. <laughs> well, I mean, I was, you know, Dylan's talking about, like, championship atmospheres. I was in Germany for the One World Cup, but wasn't there for when they won it. But just the buzz was crazy. <clears throat> and then being in Philly, living there when they won the World Series, that was that was like a special week. So, were you twenty one when the Phillies won the World Series? Uh, I don't know. To be honest, was I? Like, were you able to celebrate that one? That yes, was showing yes, your I was. Age. Yeah, yeah. No, I was. I was 22, I think. I think I just turned 22. God, you are so old. <laughs> but, yeah, the point is not about my age. Cole, enjoy it, man. Uh, you deserve it. Like I said, you've been, uh, you know, as long as I've known you, you've been a lifelong Bengals fan and the only Bengals fan I've ever met. So um, that's saying something, bro. That's a lot of suffering, you know. Lifelong. We stuck through it, and uh, we made it, and going to enjoy every second of it. Yeah. You should enjoy the next 10 years because it's not like Joe Burrow is going to get worse. No. He's, yeah. I mean, you got Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Joey B. Probably all skipping and holding hands into the uh, foreseeable future together. So yeah. it's pretty high. You should also be happy that this particular draft coming up is really heavy with offensive and defensive linemen and not a lot of skill position players. So, again, I believe the Bengals – like all seven of their picks and maybe even trade up for some picks should all just be linemen. Like every pick should be a lineman. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad we didn't take uh, a lineman like Justin wanted us to last draft. Hey, I'm just sorry. Sorry. Made the wrong choice. Chase. Love that man. He loves Burrow. It's going to be a great, great future with him. Hey, you know a fun fact? Jamar Chase has not played a season of football in the past three years in which he did not make it to the championship game. It's kind of crazy. That is crazy. There's a big asterisk there because he skipped one of those seasons, but still it's cool. It's very <laughs> cool. It was COVID, man. Chill. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, just COVID chill. Chill, Justin. Chill. Joe Burr, Joe Shicey, Joe Cool. You guys, this has been uh, – 
it's been a lot of fun. I'm excited for this um, for this week. I'm excited for the week leading up to the Super Bowl. You get to see all the interviews, all these things. Cole, I'll tell you what, thank you for joining us, man. When the Bengals win, if you want to come back on here just for a short spurt with us to celebrate, we'd love to have you. Um, thank you for being here. Dylan, can you please tell everybody what we need them to do one last time? We need you to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, go to Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Type in For the Boys, and you will see us in a premium slot that is a testament to you and the support that you show us. Tell your friends to subscribe to the podcast. Leave a review. That's what really sells. That's what helps us continue to grow. Tell two friends so that they can tell two friends and help us continue to grow our brand. Excellent. Cole, thank you, man. We appreciate you coming on with us. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, definitely appreciate it. And when the Bengals win, I'd be happy to have uh, be on the uh, podcast again. Sorry, Haley just opened the door. Um, and yeah, right. But anytime. Love the experience and I look forward to talking to you guys here soon. Absolutely, man. All I got to say is who day? Who day? birds. Who that and who they? No tigers.